Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. We're barely past the halfway point of this year, as today is the 4th of July, the 185th day of 2022, with 180 days ahead of us until 2023. Today, in 1776, the Second Continental Congress ratified the Declaration of Independence and declared the 13 colonies were no longer subject and subordinate to the monarch of Britain, King George III. In other words, that we on this edge of the Atlantic were now united, free, and independent states. Today, in 1803, President Thomas Jefferson announced the Louisiana Purchase to the American people. Today, in 1826, former Presidents Thomas Jefferson and John Adams both died on the 50th anniversary of the Declaration of Independence. Today, in 1845, Henry David Thoreau moved into his shack at Walden Pond. Today, in 1855, in Brooklyn, New York, the first edition of Walt Whitman's Leaves of Grass was published. Today, in 1862, Charles Dodgson, also known as Lewis Carroll, created Alice in Wonderland for Alice Liddell on a family boat trip on the River Isis, a.k.a. the River Thames in Oxford. Today, in 1863, General Lee's Confederate Army withdrew from Gettysburg. And today, in 1884, in Paris, the French presented the Statue of Liberty to the United States. Heavenward, we are at Aphelion, or the farthest from the sun for 2022, at 94.5 million miles. Only 3.4 million miles farther than we were six months ago on January 4th. Meanwhile, on Wednesday morning, look for the first quarter moon on the anniversary of Sir Isaac Newton's 1687 publication of his Principia. And in a most recent ellipses of flashback, let's raise a cheer for American evolution, able every now and then to accomplish something positive, such as the appointment this past week of America's first black female Supreme Court Justice, Ketanji Brown Jackson. And locally, our gardens in Down East Maine are in their glory. Not to be too disturbed by what many folks have been saying is a big year for slugs and snails, We've let a good part of our garden pretty much alone this year to allow whatever perennials to play as they please, and we have a pleasing display, to be sure, of wildflowers such as asters, milkweed, and evening primrose picking up where the lupin and yellow gorse have left off and augmenting the returning standbys of hollyhock, verbena, butterflyweed, and stelladoro and tiger lilies. How grand that the daily symphonies of those flora provide us with much-needed spiritual sustenance in the era of COVID, a sinister time undoubtedly revealing a range of variation hitherto unknown to epidemiologists. Anthony Fauci, for example, America's chief medical advisor, has suffered a rebound of COVID-19 symptoms after taking Pfizer's antiviral Paxlovid. Following his Paxlovid regimen, Fauci tested negative for three days, but then on the fourth day tested positive again. And yet this plague that's been with us since the early days of 2020 has become relegated to the back pages of the local newspapers, in sync with a shift in the vernacular as the vocabulary wanders from pandemic to endemic so that we collectively see the path of our own acquiescence of allowing stuff to get out of hand. For example, the U.S. has had 88 million cumulative cases of COVID since the first reported instances of the disease on January 21st, 2020, so that we continue to be the world's leader in COVID with 16% of the world's 548 million cases when we're only 4% of the population. 
Elsewhere in the world, the major industrialized nations continue to hold second through seventh places. India with 44 million cases, Brazil with 33 million cases, France with 32 million cases, Germany with 29 million cases, the UK with 23 million cases, and Russia and South Korea now tied with 19 million cases cumulatively since the beginning of the pandemic about 29 months ago. The consolation is that, at least for the nonce, the numbers are slowing down in some places. On the fatal front worldwide, current numbers of deaths due to COVID are officially at sites such as Johns Hopkins, now at 6.4 million, while COVID deaths here in the United States, according to Johns Hopkins and other credible sources, are presently at 1.1 million. Data from other sources, including major media, reveal an average of 100,000 cases of COVID announced each day in the U.S., and that the U.S. has sustained more than 2,000 deaths since last week. Not a huge number for some folks, only an average of 300 of our citizens dying per day from the virus. Not a big number, unless someone close to you has succumbed to COVID. Worldwide, more than 11.8 billion doses of vaccine have been administered. Today in 1900, in the Bacatown section of New Orleans, Louis Sachmo Armstrong was born to a turpentine factory worker, Willie Armstrong, and his wife, Marianne Armstrong. Young Louis was raised in a one-room shack on an alley. His mom, Marianne, was a religious woman who insisted her son attend church. But she was also lively and enjoyed a good time, which led to quarrels with her husband, so that after having a second child, she spent most of her time away from home. As to the suggestions that his mother supported herself through prostitution, Louis would later say, Whether my mother did any hustling, I cannot say. If she did, she kept it out of sight. In any event, Louis's grandmother, who had been born in slavery, raised the children. The record shows that for the most part, young Louis behaved himself, despite the many temptations in his tough neighborhood, though he was sentenced to reform school for firing a pistol into the air. That brief residency, however, benefited him musically, as there he learned to play trumpet, a skill he would have never learned otherwise, owing to his family being too poor to pay for a trumpet or for lessons. Of course, Louis Armstrong would work his way up through the twists and turns of the jazz world to become internationally famous. Once, when asked, what's jazz, Satchmo replied, man, if you got to ask, you'll never know. Today is also the birthday in 1804 of American writer Nathaniel Hawthorne, and 1826 of American composer and songwriter Stephen Foster, and 1847 of American circus ringmaster James Anthony Bailey, and 1872 of America's 30th president Calvin Coolidge, and 1883 of American cartoonist Rube Goldberg, and 1898 of English actress Gertrude Lawrence, and 1910 of American actress Gloria Stewart, in 1920 of American businesswoman, the Queen of Mean, Leona Helmsley, in 1924 of American actress Eva Marie Saint, in 1927 of American playwright Neil Simon, and in 1928 of Italian actress Gina Lola Brigida. From Orono, Maine, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Here's to the third week of summer. Happy Fourth of July.